1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA,
0: member FDSE. Welcome back! Sam! Take it away, Sam. Take it away, buddy. Welcome back to the cast. Are we supposed to like sing our introductions, basically? Yeah. Today we've got a founders' cast. <laughs> we've got Nico and Sam and Jake. It's like a moody Spanish podcast that we're about to launch into. It's like I told you the story about Lord. Uh, Clementine of of Naples and his thousand year old winery and the one time the Spanish Inquisition came to his place and asked if he had supplied the wine for the Catholic Church and he was like I don't appreciate the Catholic Church. And then they put him in a Iron Maiden and that's how the band Iron Maiden was formed. That's
2: it. That's it right there.
0: That's it right there. That's actually
2: the, the singer of Iron Maiden is a great, is a seventh great grandchild of that man. It's actually a Don, Swedish folk song. Don, Don Hernandez. Hernandez.
0: <laughs> Sam, can you uh can you play me something really like heavy real quick? Wait, that's a Swedish folk song?
1: Yeah, technically that's a Swedish wow. folk song. Wow.
2: I guess but all European music sounds the same. I guess. All right! All
3: right! All right! Oh, all right! All oh, right! All right!
2: Stop the presses, Gorski. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let me something heavier. up! Shut up! Ah, can
0: you keep the guitar in hand for like funny little accents when a good joke is made? Yeah, no. So, so they can make it like a bad punny. No pun. make, more jokes. Wing. I know. Yeah, I this is no laughing in this podcast.
2: No laughing, guys, <laughs> because today we're talking about some pretty laughable subjects at times. Uh, you know, right. you just never know what's going to happen next. When is the algorithm going to be be perfected oh. by all of humanity?
0: <laughs> Are Human nature is the algorithm,
2: man. See that? Okay, yeah. So this is, what, this is what we want to get into today. Uh, you know, humans created robots, right? And, right? and as part of our creation of robots, like or, or eventual creation of robots, I don't know if we have or have not yet at this time. It doesn't matter. The point mm. is that in order to create a robot, you need, you need algorithms. You need, you need algorithms within the software, within that robot, to make it function. Now, we have all right. kinds of different relative robots in our lives we're using zoom right now which is in its in and of itself a a robot whose job is to record group video from you know you know what zoom's job is so anyways does humanity does humanity manifest these these the, the the results of these algorithms or do they manifest themselves
0: yeah. The, the question is like, does an algorithm manifest the humanity mm-hmm. or is it just is it just serving the greater purpose? And we would have manifested things like that anyways. Like, right. But real quick, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out. So there was a uh, on the Today I Learned subreddit, the Mary Poppins thing that we had posted on Corridor Crew. Became yeah. like the fact of the day. Or wasn't you know whatever got voted to the top? And I saw them like, a bunch of comments for like, hey, you watch Quarter Crew, everybody must watch Quarter Crew. And I saw somebody like, I knew this was coming a week beforehand because I'm a Truton, And Whoa. I'm like, Heck yeah, true So I'm giving you a Ooh. shout out to whoever that was that said you're a true ton in the subreddit <laughs> on the day I learned. Yeah. That <laughs> That's nice. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's, good. That's a good
0: bit. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, it's a whole like algorithm thing, like So I was on a one-wheel ride, and I was talking to Dean, actually, and, you know, we are talking about how, like, you know, social media very much influences how we talk to each other. You know, maybe if you don't use it very much, it doesn't influence you, but, you know, there's a huge chunk of people that do use it frequently, and it influences how they talk to each other. But even then, it's becoming something where it's like, you know, when we consume media, at this point, all the media companies are kind of building AIs to serve you more of what you like, or that's the idea, you know? But it's not always that it's not always as nice to you as you want it to be. Sometimes it's more about getting you to stay on the page longer or getting you to watch more minutes. So it's not about giving you the best experience for your entertainment. It's about, you know, these other things that they're sometimes serving. Yeah. But you know, this, you know, these algorithms, for example, like, you know, the Google's ad algorithm influences the kind of articles that are written, the kind of articles that are written, then, you know, that gets influence, and that then dictates the narrative of history that you know, of your modern history all because of how the ad algorithm is playing and what plays for clicks and all that kind of stuff. Now, to be fair, this story is as old as time, you know, getting headlines, sensationalist headlines that grab your attention isn't, wasn't something that was invented two years ago. And, you know, you know, the internet was a thing. I mean, that stuff's been around forever, but four years ago, (laughs) four years ago when the internet was invented (laughs) four years ago, Uh, (laughs) but you know, you know, this stuff influences people, not necessarily for the better, not always for the worse either, um, but it's definitely shaping things. And the question is, you know, everybody says like, oh, the algorithm is shaping people. The algorithm changes what people see, et cetera, et cetera. But is it is the algorithm not just an extension of human nature? Like, is it not just, is the algorithm not just us humans having our own internal algorithms which have existed for thousands and thousands of years is it not just that now being put into computer form like we we seek out things we seek out confirmation bias we seek out things that we want to you know that back up what we've already seen and believe and things like that and like we don't need a computer to do that that's something that's just naturally a part of us and the computers are just doing the same thing but you know, like it's making it more efficient. It's a robot. It's a robot to help you, just have you know, indulge in your human nature more. You know, yeah, actually, it's that's kind of
1: funny. Actually, I, the, the latest Kurzgesagt video um, is pretty, pretty interesting. And I was, I was watching it the other day because it, it it's basically talked about, um, uh, the, you know, different classes of civilizations or different types. You know, where it's like you have primitive, you have like Earth, you know planet dominating ones you have solar system dominating ones you have galaxy yeah, dominating ones and then you yeah so you have those different types of tiers and then um
0: i believe sorry. we're point 0.4 right now by the way what in point okay. four? Uh, what our our, our um, uh, star citizen level is point 0.4
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, any, but sorry sorry um just uh, my distraction there um uh what was i gonna say uh, yeah they solar have
0: levels of civilization yeah, oh, so but
1: basically it was boiling down to like the qualities though that find that kind of growth though and it's you know it talks about the idea of like competitiveness uh a little bit of greediness um and like a little bit of oh shoot i, I forgot what they boiled it down really well into like these four like driving traits of like a civilization that grows basically mm-hmm. um but like it it's you know like these algorithms kind of embody that though. And like, that's what they are rooted at their nature though. You know, they're like, it's like a little capitalist, so to speak to, for lack of a better word. Do you you think
2: that, uh, at, at major, uh, like deep learning type environments they have, uh, I mean, they must, they must have a meeting where everyone who's, you know, working in these at the highest level sits there and is like, okay, what are, what are some of the attributes the, the the human attributes that we want to use to like term how this thing is at the end of the day. And they must use words like, okay, it's a little bit competitive. It's compassionate. It's, you know, it, 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 it wants to propel innovation. Um, it wants to be efficient at delivering information. Because um, how else would you do it? I don't know how else you right. would do it. Yeah, let me let me boil down these the qualities. I
1: found them it's okay. curious, competitive, greedy for resources, and expansionist. And hmm. I like I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, on the onset, you know, there's a lot of like bad connotations that are associated with some of that, you know, greedy for resources, expansionist, competitive, you know, like, but at the same time, you know, you look at a lot of these algorithms that are generated and like, yeah, they might serve one purpose, but ultimately they kind of fulfill all those. Yeah. Um, because they're all about like, you know, the idea of like making the most efficient net possible that hooks people who are in it and also hooks and like brings them closer in and then also hooks new people.
2: Yeah. The thing that I've been wondering is, is whether or not that efficiency at least at the pace at which it is currently operating is actually a good thing or not. Um. You know, uh Nico, we were having a conversation just earlier today about Twitter. And we yeah. we're like we were <laughs> like, hey, um, you know, we were talking about the merits of, of, of the core digital Twitter account and whether or not it's something you know we want to do X, Y, or Z with. But in, in that conversation, we were talking about, hey, um, you know, it is this is this a good platform right now. Um, and obviously. There's both of those are true. Is it good? Is it bad? Both of that's true right now. It depends on News. who you are.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it,
2: it depends on who you are. It depends on what you look at on Twitter. It depends on how it affects you as an individual. It depends what you do. But, but obviously there is a, we, we cannot disavow. We must recognize there's a, a heightened efficiency when it comes to your ability to find like information and to internalize it and to spread it, whether mm. or not it's actually real information. Um, yeah. I think one of the most telling things, it, it, it just didn't happen on Twitter, but it happened on social media. I mean, one of the most telling things about uh, some big topical stuff that's been going on is, Sam, you directed me to watch All Gas, No Breaks. I went on that channel and I watched a couple of his videos, two in particular the Minneapolis riots and the pro- the Portland protests and after watching both of those videos you know y- you can see in there there's a truth of information that is 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 really only succinctly presented in that video it's like we all know there's people that say this at those protests we all know there's there's people that say that about them we all know that we all know that there's these these like different types of people out there who are responding to this like social issue in different ways. But this video puts them all <laughs> together and is like, yeah, here it is. Here, here's here it is in a <laughs> bottle, you know, like, boom, this is all you need to know about this. And, yeah. and, it, and it's very like, boom, eye opening, And, and so the efficiency of that is like a miracle of modern, you know, technology, but at the same time, if, he had some sort of like, you know, mission or what have you, if he had some sort of sort of information that he wanted to spread in a way that wasn't necessarily just seeking truth seeking, he could very easily do that too. You know, he could very easily do that too. And you'd boom, you'd consume it. And you'd be like, Oh, that's, that's it. And so in order to vet like, all this information you have, you have to, you know, you got to go to social media. You got to go to traditional media. You got to try to read both sides. You got to, you got to go through all this information because you just can never rely on like necessarily one of these algorithms. Cause quite frankly, you can't trust any one particular one. I mean, we've all had the experience of watching one YouTube video and then having our entire feed filled with that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause like, you know, the conversation gets dominated like back in the day, this is something I think, you know, kids, kids these days are going to have to deal with. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm not the first person to say this by any means, but back in the day, we had a common cultural touchstone, usually when it came to the media, you know, there's a, there's ABC, there's CBS, there's Walter NBC, Cronkite, the most trusted man in America, Dateline, NBC, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when the media, when like, you know, when Dateline or any, you know, those like, you know, big news network shows had an important news story. And they, you know, shared it with you. Uh, You know, millions of people saw it at the same time because it was broadcast at the same time to all the houses, et cetera. And it became a shared cultural thing where it's like, okay, this is a big deal for America right now because millions of us saw the news broadcast where they said it's a big deal. But now we don't have that anymore. Um, Like, I don't know who the number one billboard singer is because honestly, I don't even consider billboard charts number one anymore. Like everybody's broken down into little demographics and you can be entirely within your bubble and you can know of nothing that is occurring without the outside of that bubble. And in a way it is a good reminder of like, Hey, step out your door and look around you and start with that. Start with what you take in with your own eyeballs. If, if mm-hmm. the news is telling you that the world is burning and you look outside and everybody's happy and you go downtown and everybody's happy, you drive around, everybody's happy, then maybe the world's not burning, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, the other thing that I kind of realized is like, you know, it's kind of like we live in a post-truth society thing. is like, we also live in a world with like almost 8 billion people now. At any point in time, anything is happening. At any point in time, you can find a cop being shitty. At any point in time, you can find a cop being good. Because they are both happening simultaneously all the time. Because when you when you're rolling the dice eight billion times every day, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna find an example Perfect. of anything of you want to find, of course. And yeah. you no longer you no longer have a central authority saying this one is important, this one isn't, and everybody gets to find what's important to them for better or for worse. And it's kind of weird, and you kind of see you see this floundering that happens, kind of like as human beings, or well, like so, we need so. that. The pinnacle, you know, like what, what's supposed to be important? Like for a brief moment, it was like the Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody's was like, racism is bad. We can all get behind that. And it's like, yeah, we can get behind that. Racism is bad. And then it's like, yeah. cool. But in practice, what does that mean? Do you change police funding? Do you change the laws? Do you change representation media? And it's a, it just becomes a big mess, you know, obviously, because everybody has a different idea of how to address that. But, you know, it's like, As human beings, like, those are things that we still kind of had that cultural touchstone where most of us have had the upbringing where it's like, yeah, racism is bad. We all agree upon that. You know, it's like very few of us have had an upbringing where we would think otherwise. Right. But, like, the fact that, like, we have to go that far to find something where everybody can agree upon it, like, just shows you how fractured everybody's become with the internet being able to connect people and the niche things they enjoy to the niche servers of those, of that content that those people enjoy.
2: I mean, this is, we're going pretty deep here and it does bring up a deeper question. Um, like the question of, of objective truth Mm -hmm. And, and even, even, even less so the question of, uh, like even just moral truth and, and, um, whether or not, you know, I think, so, there, so we're in an interesting point because I recognize everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these are all things that are happening right now, but there's another side to this, and it's and it's easy to to hear all the things you just said and to like and go, oh, you know what the hell, you know uh, what's going on, and to to sort of get a sense of anxiety over it, but also humanity hasn't changed. You know, we, yeah, we have, we have, we have, may have changed our ideas of, of, of certain the X, Y, and Z. But in terms of the thing that I'm always reminding myself, and I've, you know, I think, you know, we're all in our mid thirties now, right? Like, mm-hmm. but by, by the time you get to this age, one thing I didn't realize when I was younger is like, okay, no, nobody in history, no, no other person, no other human being, in history has had any different at a fundamental level, any different of a brain or body than I have. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you were to take all of it and put Mm -hmm. it all on a map and you know, it's not like, it's not like we look at like, you know, other forms of, 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 of relatively intelligent creatures like dolphins or, uh, you know, high-brained, high-brained apes. And we say like, okay, that particular one, did everything for that species <laughs> you, you know we, we look at them and we're like apes you know and then obviously we identify within like certain chimpanzee and bonobo like groups they have hierarchies and there's a lot sure. of animals that have hierarchies but like day to day across a lifetime across eight billion lifetimes across all the lifetimes that have ever been homo sapiens on the planet your brain and your body are literally the same as everybody else's so how do you Accommodate for like that, which is telling you, okay, there's, there's, there's like ancient truths inherent to humanity that have been Mm -hmm. passed down through our biology for longer than we have any concept of, of how long it's been. Mm -hmm. And those things manifest themselves within us as
0: desires, as, you know, like, yeah, like if I stomp on your foot, you'll get mad at me. Yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> I, I hate that. I, yeah, I, I know. hundred years
1: you, and do you, it. You the you're same so eloquent, or? Jake. You're very eloquent there, but I'm kind of curious what your point was actually. So my point, <laughs> my point is,
2: my point is like it, it's, it's it's. I was getting to my point, but my point is like there's a shifting idea of like, well, it's my truth. There's mm-hmm. there's always a tendency right now, especially I feel like, for people to, for people to want to say well, this is my truth and no one can take my truth away from me, which I understand, but I don't necessarily agree with. Because yeah. when you forget, when, if, if we just sort of arrogantly like shuffle off and set aside all the history of, of our own evolution that I'm talking about, then I think we're at risk of like missing something important about, about ourselves and about how we take some of these well, problems I, like how you take information and present a, a monocultural like touchstone and move forward.
1: I you know, I, I I agree, but you know, I think I think it can be also summed up with the idea though that, you know, especially in a world right now where there's um where, where all perspectives on a certain subject are amplified to the maximum, so to speak, everything from the large voices to tiny voices. I think the problem that that ends up actually creating more than anything else is a confusion from an execution standpoint, because I think you can prove almost any fact right now, to be honest, like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you make a bold statement, anything from like a scandal with the president to like a, a class of people who have felt a certain injustice, I think you can prove points uh, that hold truth that support both um, or any, any, any opinion kind of surrounding it. How is that though? Okay, how is that well I think yeah. well, I think it's a matter of just you know we're living in a world where because we get all those perspectives, we can find truths in almost like there's enough of these situations and voices now being contributed to mm-hmm. all opinions that you can find truth in um at least some of these voices, like mm-hmm. certain people's experiences or certain people's you know actions or whatever, so you know, yeah, you know just bring up two like really simple examples you know we recently saw all right there's um like anti-racism demonstrations black lives matter there's a big talk about police brutality and what that means and there's many cases that support the truth that there are there are egregious uses of police brutality and then there's also statistical facts that you know maybe you look big picture and it seems to diminish those opinions but they're both inherently true that like maybe it's a it's a problem here it's not a problem on this scale or whatever but the point is is that yeah both voices are still technically
0: correct um yeah you, you can tell somebody that police brutality isn't a problem as much as you want but if the cops well, shot the yeah, person's no, dad you're right at the, end of the day, days like i don't care it's My a dad's good example because they're shot by yeah. the cops exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Because, and that, that's yeah. what
1: i'm saying and, and anyways what, what that leads to though is i think this is issue that nico was talking about with the idea of like all right what do you do now and and like so what can you do about that and i think that's that's the, that's the big issue right now, which is like, you know, you have these situations where an execution on a decision that affects millions of, or if not billions of people, basically, you know, that's, that's where things get much less, I guess, I don't know, forgiving in a way or like much less compassionate in a way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because like now you're starting to deal with like, all right, well, from a statistical standpoint, if I do a tweak over here, what's the ripple effect through time? Um, yeah. even though it might solve, you know, issue a in the present, it causes issue B in the future. And I think, I think that's the, the main thing right now is that because of that huge amount of voices, it's more difficult than ever to be able to actually have a concrete execution on a concept or an idea. Um, because I guess it's, it's harder to sift through these truths to find that direction. Yeah. Well let, let's, so, let's let's
2: let's yeah. let's let's go with that for an ex as an example for for just a minute and see if this goes anywhere but to take the to take the uh police brutality against african americans example you have right the actual amount of brutality being committed by white officers against black individuals in terms of how many deaths that is to the black community is it like incredibly, you know, incredibly it's low. It's yeah. technically
1: small when compared to the
2: general population. right? But looking at it as examples, let's take our most egregious examples. Well, those are also, you're right. Those, those are also true. So if you're, if you're, if you're responsible for coming up with like YouTube's, algorithmic approach to this do you do you go for something in the middle do you like pair it with like opposite information uh do you like well it's like you kind of have to in fact that's an issue i've
1: been finding here like the other day i had to kind of like step back and go like man what are these youtube channels and podcasts that i'm listening to it's like (laughs) they're all like really angry and i feel like they're all starting to like they say they're liberal but then they talk and they lean really conservative or like really libertarian on stuff and it's like you know it's like I, I do generally agree with a lot of these statements but then it starts to get to this point where you're like okay hold on like i i'm falling into that echo chamber yeah but like is is that just like the state of the online like commentary when it comes well, to like these yeah. podcasts and youtube like or is or, are they are they a is that style of youtube channel like i'm i'm talking about like the you know i, I mean joe rogan is i guess the, the catch all example because a lot of the people he features are in that like left libertarian area? Um, there's a, there's a lot of conservatives for sure on there, but like,
3: yeah,
1: I feel like I don't know. Everyone complains about cancel culture and the social justice warrior thing a lot, and the left leaning stuff. But like, I, I actually have been struggling to find maybe 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 it's just me, but I'm, I'm struggling to find like the solid opposing viewpoints to a lot of this stuff that I hear. Um, like cancel. And I, don't know I don't know if that's. Well, yeah, but, well, I mean, maybe not specifically that, but you know, it's what, what like the, the softer version of that, the more reasonable. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, yeah where it's yeah. like these yeah. people
1: are still wrong and here's some more productive approaches for this. Yeah. But, but, but like, I just can't tell if that's the algorithm that's propping it up like internet wide or if that's just because there's like a lack of those strong voices, you know, I don't
0: know. I mean, it's gotta be a little bit of both at the end of the day. Like if you if you end up creating something that's undefinable to the algorithm, it's not going to get shown people. Like the only way that will get out there is if people share it. But then again, okay, like so people people only share what they know, and they only share what they like. <laughs> so how are you going to get? You know, it's like medicine that tastes bad. How are you going to get that to people if they don't want to eat it? You know, it's so like people need to read.
2: Let's talk about that. Like, say you come up with a new approach to presenting information or say that you come up with a new strategy on some form of like social or political issue, and the algorithm. Now you say it doesn't know where to put it. It might not give views, which is certainly true, but how did it come up with those in the first place? So, so that, so like it it clearly came up with, like okay, here's what I do with this information, and here's what I do with this information. Here, here's what I do with red cars. Here's what I do with green cars. You know, X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z, off of, off of some information that some human being was like putting into it.
0: But then you deliver a blue motorcycle, and it's like, <laughs> what do I do with that? Do yeah. <laughs> I show that to? I'm not going to show it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. but
2: what if? So what if enough? Like I guess it's like enough people have to show up blue motorcycles in order for it to get enough information to like say, Oh, blue motorcycles is a category
0: now. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it has to, it has to learn and it can't, you know, just like you, the thing that makes an AI different than a person. And you know, this isn't, this isn't true for everything I'm generalizing here, but and it's kind of weird that I have to say that all the time now. <laughs> it's always a disclaimer. Uh, I'm generalizing. Like, yeah. okay. Uh, anyways, the thing yeah. is like, why don't we just, is, wait,
2: wait, wait. Why don't we just call this podcast, I'm Generalizing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a new name. It's
0: the yeah. new name. But uh, AI is good at taking something and basing it off of something it already knows. What people are good yeah. at and AI is not good at is taking something that you've never seen before, hypothesizing what you might want to do with it, and then trying it. And, you know, obviously you can kind of roughly program that, you know, from a very vague sense in a computer. But, like, you know, I could show, I could play a song for Sam with a style and a vibe that he's never heard before. And he can listen to it, and be like, Yeah, it's good. Or no, it's not good. Like people still know, they can feel those things. You can use your imagination to imagine what those things would be like. We have to do it all the time when we're writing movies and videos, you know? Because we don't always follow the formula. Sometimes we're trying something fresh. And so we have to literally imagine from scratch if this would be cool and visualize it and try it. And a computer can't quite work that way very easily because a computer needs data to base a decision off of whereas human beings we actually don't always need data we can sometimes just go for it <laughs> so do you think
2: do you think that oh sorry were you de-
0: no 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 go ask the okay. question
2: so do you think that is that 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 because that's obviously i mean that's obvious i think what you mm-hmm. just said so do you think that's grounds to say well hey maybe there's room for like a human cur- curator
0: you know. yeah well I, I think so and that's kind of one of the things that like i've been waiting to see take off is like a human curated site for something whether it's like news entertainment or something and you kind of have that in places but i think the reality is is that humans like when you're curating it you're not doing it to give people the best indulgent you're not like you could have a restaurant oh, it's your vegetables it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the vegetables yeah. man yeah it's like if you didn't curate it it should it just all be chocolate Right, you know, if you didn't want to curate things at a restaurant, it'd just all be chocolate. But you know, chocolate and potato chips and French fries—they'll kill you uh, eventually. Yeah, Yeah. and sometimes you get some really cool things when somebody's curating it. But there's a reason why there's McDonald's in every corner. So do you think that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, that that kind of actually that kind of answers the question that I'm about to ask. Actually, Uh, do you no? Do you think though that like there's there is no way that there could be an economic model to support that type of like
0: co-cohabitive uh, no. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> algorithmic but also human-based like presentation of information
0: no honestly no but i think i think everybody's doing their best and kind of splitting the difference at the end of the day like everybody, everybody hates on youtube but you know i but i gotta give them i gotta give them props like they're not. They could be so much worse. They could be so much worse, and uh, they're active. Yeah. Like they are so active in trying to fix a problem. Maybe they don't always fix it the right way. Maybe they always. Yeah, and they, made, and they, they definitely
2: don't always fix it the right way. They right. definitely, they definitely have their own like agenda, view, of course, viewpoint of the universe and the way that the world should be. But mm-hmm. they, they do. They, you're right. They are active about it more so than they're almost of any other. I, I can't like I can't name another social media platform that is more active about it. And maybe that's just because we're on YouTube more, but no,
0: YouTube is the only one that's actually truly active about trying to not make the world a shitty place. A lot of people would argue they are, but you know what? Cool, great, make yeah. that argument, but at least they're Doing yeah, something right, right. and actually striving to make the world a better place is within the boundaries of you know running a business and making within money. The boundaries I,
2: of how many ads they can
0: sell. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, another another big thing I noticed, and this is like this is kind of circling back to what Sam was saying when he's trying to look for you know some other things. So, for example, I'm trying to remember the exact event. Something happened. It might've been the Beirut explosion or might've been something else, but there's some sort of event. I just wanted to go and find the sequence of events, you know, mm-hmm. like who, who has done the research just to be like, I'm not going to spin a, you know, I'm not going to, it's not an opinion piece. It's not a clickbait thing. It's just a, at 10 AM, this happened at 10, 15 AM. This happened at 10 30 AM. this happened. just the facts, right? I just want the facts, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't find anything because, no none that never gets clicks no one cares about that stuff everybody wants to spin on it so to actually go and find the facts so i could come up with my own conclusion on what happened was almost impossible on either side of the spectrum i don't think this is the beirut explosion now that i think back on it <laughs> this is something else it might have been well wow. yeah, i can't remember exactly what it is. it almost doesn't really matter yeah it doesn't um, matter
2: yeah because because that's i've had the same experience and i can every,
0: yeah, it brings me back to like, you know, history class. And you might remember this term like primary source versus secondary source. A primary yeah. source is someone who was there and wrote it down. And then right. you're reading their their spin on things. Now, to be fair, you're still filtering it through a person. You're already you've already gone through one telephone in your game of telephone. But a secondary source is somebody citing somebody. And yeah. these days, everything is secondary sources, or you know, arguably it's tertiary, quad, you know, whatever. It's like it yeah. goes way down the line. Like and the funny thing is, like, when you finally dig down and you can find a primary source, you often discover how much bullshit people are weaving into it. Because very often, like, these primary sources are very vague. And, like, that's it. That's all the information you get. And, like, these these narratives that people spin out from it, right. like, it's it's all so much conjecture. And there's and, all this
2: pressure to have a story about everything and to have an angle on every story, you know? Yeah. That that's kind of
0: how human beings work, you know. We need good guys and bad guys, and that's kind of the other thing that I've, I've realized is that we have a weird perspective here at Corridor because we're in we're in kind of big media. We don't really consider ourselves big media, but like at the same time, we I mean, we got millions of subscribers, so we're kind of big media, you know. So yeah. we're in this weird like in between where it's like. We're still pretty normal people, we're not screwed up <laughs> by having like you know <laughs> millions and millions of eyeballs upon us at all facets of our life yeah. um, but like when i when I think about when I read about somebody in the news or something like that, I see them as a person i i you know I can imagine them not on set, I can see like who they are when they're not on camera, you know, but I think for most people, you know the common man, they're characters they don't see them as real people like the real people are the people that you're interacting with in your day to day as you go to work and that kind of stuff. And you know, whoever, whatever this big celebrity is off in Los Angeles that has this one scandal that erupts like, they're just a character. They're just another facet in the news. They're not a real person. And so like a lot of the way people approach talking about other people now on social media, it, they treat those other people as if they're characters. Yeah. As if yeah. They're just I've noticed that a lot. Story. Yeah.
1: And the, the thing is like, I've definitely noticed that where it's like, there's, um usually when people do something that people don't like I, f- I found like a lot of the ways that it gets portrayed as like look how stupid of a decision some this person made or like, like like let's pull things completely out of context here like like isn't this just like an unquestionably dumb thing for someone to do you know like you word you word it like yeah. that basically because that's your yeah. headline and like yeah maybe the, the articles kind of supports that but the problem is that it very rarely kind of gets into the idea that like, because people are humans that live and breathe and think like, you know, a lot of people, even if we disagree with them, some, you know, like there's plenty of stupid people, don't get me wrong. But like sometimes when it comes to like, I don't want to get too, too political in this, this kind of stuff. But, um, um, like I think the Portland protests are really good example of this because when, when federal officers, I mean, I just listened to the full testimony of the Department of Homeland, Homeland Securities, like uh, Chad Wolf, whoever he is. He's, he's one of the guys in charge. I, just, I listened to his full Senate testimony of like yeah, everyone's primary grilling.
0: source. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he,
1: he was basically grilled by this huge committee of senators and stuff like that on what exactly happened. But, you know, when you first saw it, all this stuff happening there, it was like, all right, oh my gosh, it's the Gestapo. We're dealing with unmarked officers. It's crazy. This is all Trump's fault. What are they doing? That this is this is like Hitler stuff. And like you read this stuff and you're like, oh geez, this is like really nuts. This is bad. Like, why would why would you do that? Like, why would you <laughs> pretend to be the Gestapo and have like mysterious arrests and start like acting like China? You know, and it sounds really bad. Um, and you're instant you, you instantly jump to. Wow, people are really stupid or mean or evil, or like they're like actively trying to be bad or something like that um, because just that's that's the that's the setup here, but you know you start listening to this testimony and then he talks about it he's like, hey uh you know like officers in Portland didn't do anything for forty days, you know, and they're like laying siege to this building. Why was the building a target? It's like we don't know, I think they hate Trump, but the point is is that like in our like actual like our, our, our lawful binding document, we are like obligated to stop this because there there wasn't any other officers. (laughs) I mean, like it it wasn't like a decision to go that do that. It was like a, like, Hey, we've, we've been trying to talk to these guys in Portland to stop it for about 40 days. They didn't. So unfortunately we had to make, we had to basically follow our obligation to go and do this. Everyone, everyone had like identification, or for like who they're working for, the reason they weren't wearing badges is because they've already had multiple officers doxed, basically. And that's mm-hmm. why they didn't, they didn't put actual names on uniforms, you know, and you have this full list of like, all right, here's a step-by-step of why all these decisions happened right. and how we got here. And I'm not saying necessarily this is good or this is bad, but what you're, but what I can say is that it's not like, decisions that are rooted either in necessarily like malice or in stupidity, yeah. you know, which I feel like that's kind of the emotional reaction. A lot of people spin on things we see today and like having, that, wh- whether you agree with someone or not, you know, when you read about someone doing something, it's, it's like, if, 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 if headlines attribute it to like ignorance, stupidity, or malice as like the first thing, it's like, you should <laughs> kind of be instantly suspicious of that. Cause yeah. you have to imagine what if you were in that situation right. and you made a decision and all right, well, are people going to call you stupid or m- malicious, you know, for, for, for it? And like, yeah, there's going to be plenty of yeah. people who do that, but ultimately, yeah, like, you know, these are functional <laughs> thinking people behind both of these decisions. Um, and I, I just feel like that, 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 that barrier that you see is, is, is often what makes people like lose sight of, bigger picture elements here
0: yeah the biggest like the the biggest distinguishing factor i feel like that between like real people versus like the illustration of people that you get from the news is you know once it comes back to like that movie character thing like when you think of a movie character they're good or they're bad right you know or you can have have characters in between but they are that thing the character is that type so in movies that's how characters work in real life You know, once again, I'm generalizing. This doesn't apply to 100% of everybody. But (laughs) in real life, everyone is good for 95 to 99% of the time. And then they're evil from 1% to 5% of the time. Cause that's how humans work. We're not a one point in time. This is my cardboard cutout. It is me forever. Things change with time. And you know, every once in a while I make a shitty decision. Cause that's yeah. how people are. You cut somebody off when you're passing or you're angry. So you give them the finger. You didn't get any sleep last night. So you snap at somebody, but then for all the rest of the time, you're good and you try to do good things. And maybe you help out with a charity and you volunteered over here because in real life, time progresses and you can be doing a good thing at one moment and a bad thing at another moment and you can go back to doing good things again yeah people who just do shitty things all the time yeah those are shitty people and you know they fall into that evil category but the the amount of people that actually do that are very 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 small the vast majority of people are good for most of the time and when you encounter that shitty person they're just shitty for that one moment in time and you happen to be the person that had to deal with it you know (laughs)
1: exactly
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah no um I did notice in that, uh, all gasto breaks, uh, Portland video. Um, so you know how everyone he was interviewing, he, he, he typically blurs their faces.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially in the, those ones, because yeah. it's, you know, it's people who could be potentially identified and arrested. And, so, and also I, I was hearing that they had a lot of issues with, uh, release forms in some previous yeah, videos. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, well, yeah,
0: because... <laughs> people find out they look like idiots online. They're going to come after him. Yeah, exactly. It's right apparently
1: it. a huge issue
0: but the
2: thing that i noticed was he didn't do that for any of the cops <laughs> and, and, and you know there's maybe yeah, I mean, reading, they are maybe, they have masks of course and... of course most of them yeah uh, but like the uh the implication i think maybe i'm reading too far into this but the implication is like well you wouldn't dox a police officer would you <laughs> you know but people do and it's like yeah. well, wait a minute so well I, it's also a thing though when
1: we talk about the way police are filmed in public it's yeah. it is legal to film a police officer in public yeah with a without a release form right um mm. and uh unlike like like uh, as opposed to a person who can turn around and actually file a strong civil case against you
0: No, I no, I hear you. By the way, what a strange civil rights thing or civil like liberties thing to have to deal with from our modern time. Like this is something that only could have possibly existed really until like the past couple of years when everybody's finally got phones in their pocket that are also uploading in real time online where it's like we need to come up with a blanket rights thing. And thankfully America, you know, obviously there's cops that are still shitty and say you can't film me, but thankfully, like America as a culture went the right way and said, Yeah, you should be able to film cops like that's something that just that was just invented now like that's a thing that's going to echo into the future forever i remember
2: i remember being in law school when that was an issue that was starting to come up and having cases come up and and that was the question like whether or not that that should be allowed and and yeah
0: we're Um, setting a precedent that's gonna be a precedent for centuries yeah hopefully hopefully yeah yeah until everything's yeah. a holographic representation, the computers are the base.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, though, it's
1: like at a certain point, it's like when do your when, when does when do I get to have my address encrypted? You know, like <laughs> I get to take the numbers off my house. I, the post office has an encrypted like tag, which is not even an address, but like yeah. <laughs> just it's it's a it's a it's a data point. And if you want my address, I can send you the encrypted file. And you can only access a data point, um, basically, if you if you if you click on it to open it in Google Maps, it alerts me and I have to give you permission to see where that point is. Each time you want to interesting. use it. Here's an you
2: know interesting. what I'm saying.
1: Like that's like <laughs> in a weird way. That's actually not a terrible <laughs> idea.
2: <laughs> it's a good way to protect people that are that have high risk jobs and things like that. Mm-hmm, um yeah. you know high high levels of the government and stuff like that but then obviously there comes the question of abuse on that it's it's a whole thing um man i just lost it i had another whole other thing i wanted to add to
0: this well i could steer back to the algorithm if you guys want <laughs>
2: uh, oh oh that was it that was it um okay do you think just just hear this one out we don't maybe there's not an answer for this but do you think that people would be a little bit nicer to everyone else and give a little bit more people the benefit of the doubt if you just uh, uh, just went around and just assumed that that person, whoever you're interacting with, lives within a quarter mile of you?
0: Hmm. I don't know if that makes people feel nicer. I feel like that's the bristle more like, you know, our our territorial you sides that so? like come out. OK, well, I so think, think everybody would be next nicer door. If... next door to you. Like literally no. this
2: person and I share property or share share building lines or property I still,
0: I still don't think so because people have neighbors that they fight with all the time. I think everybody would be nicer to each other. If everybody you were talking to that you're having an argument with, if you assume that the week before their dog died, like how much nicer <laughs> would everybody be? It's like somebody's kind of getting pissed off and you're getting pissed off and you're like, you know what, last week their dog died. I'm just going to chill it out a little bit. It's a family <laughs> dog,
1: okay? Well, that it comes 15, back to the whole... It comes to the whole game theory, like tit for tat kind of thing, you know, where it's like you, you go tit for tat when problems arise, but then you also have a a nice random selection pool where each time you get a tit rather than responding with a tat, you know, it's, it's the, I guess the forgiveness element, you know, it's (laughs) the, it's the empathy element or empathy response that you give to offset that cycle.
2: Yeah. What if everyone had, everyone was not a convicted violent felon and also had a, fi- a concealed firearm
0: with a permit to use it? Do you think then people would be nicer to be, to each other? Oh yeah, I mean everybody. Like you've seen the the things. I was like, yeah, the protests when they brought rifles, they didn't get. Only at, uh,
1: no, only at appropriate population, <laughs> only at appropriate population densities. What does that yeah. mean? That, if what it, does that mean? It means you need a low population density for something like that to work. If it's a high population density, it's um, you're too many innocent people are going to die if an actual problem breaks out.
0: That's. I think it's certainly fair to a certain point. It's that roll of the dice thing. Like once again, there's eight billion like, people. I'm, I'm at sorry. At like somebody's so gonna shoot one the people. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything, you, anything's happening anywhere. You you any pull time. out a gun. How what,
1: I, what 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 identifies you as the good guy? Do you have a blue siren that you also always wear? No, that You, no, you turn on on your head that you, once you start shooting your your lawful gun. That's something I have been thinking no. about.
0: So, no, not actually, at all. Can, see, I, can I can I hard tangent here real quick? We can bring it back real quick. That's a question for you guys yeah all right it's late night it's 3 a.m you're sleeping door gets kicked in uh you hear a guy downstairs you grab your pistol and you go downstairs and you see this guy he's got a shotgun he turns and actually um and you run back upstairs and he stays downstairs so for some reason you don't you don't shoot him or maybe you take a couple shots maybe you missed maybe you didn't but he's still downstairs he's shooting at you you're upstairs and now you're sitting there upstairs you know, at the top of the stairwell waiting, waiting for him to come up. And you hear him downstairs and he's waiting for you to come down. Okay. Call yeah. your phone. And you call the Flashbang. Flashbang. <laughs> there's a guy in my house with a gun. All right. Cops show up. What keeps you from getting shot? Nothing. Hold on. Hold gun. on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold no, on. No. What keeps the cops from kicking in the door and seeing you with your pistol and be like, there's the guy with the gun. Like, how do you get through that moment? Like, you, let's say you even shoot the guy, right? Let's say you it's shoot it's the entirely guy. Circumstantial.
1: You, descri- you describe the specific gun he's holding, make and model. You say, <laughs> Yeah, he has, he-, a, he has a black 1911. I have the chrome 1911.
2: You do whatever you know that's, that's what
1: you do. You know, you actually, that's how you do it. You stereo <laughs> your firearms, you do the wildest <laughs> colors, and you tell the cops very specifically, It's like, I'm the guy. With the green tiger stripe M4, right? Sam,
2: Sam, Sam, with the gold Sam, silencer. Listen, all right,
1: listen, it's unmistakable. Do not shoot that one. I'm gonna
2: Listen, first of all, what you're talking about is entirely situational, and in any situation where there's a firearm involved and you are actively shooting at another person, and somebody else shows up that's an authority of any kind, you 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 immediately you immediately at at the first possible moment you immediately identify yourself as a non-threat. You put your hands yeah. up, you put your gun down, and you say, I am not a threat. That's all you have to say. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to shoot you if, you if you're like this in the air and you're saying, I'm not a
0: threat. Well, that's and what one would hope, but based on the stats we've been seeing, black No, 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 away, no that's not hold the case. <laughs> and that's, that's
2: all you are doing, okay? And that's I'm, all I'm saying, that has happened.
1: I'm just saying the true answer to this is you better freaking shoot that guy. N- now now to talk about
2: now to talk about the high density thing for a second as well. Uh, that that it, I can't I don't think you can just write off the entire concept and just say, well, it's a high density area, so how do you identify any good people? So therefore nobody can have can carry a firearm. I think that's exactly the same like logic that California has applied to to their
0: own. I think Sam was saying you can't carry a firearm. I think he was saying I'm just saying, it's, demonstrating it's, with like you know having I'm, having like I'm, ten thousand people in the street and they're all carrying guns might be a little you know it's a little bit of a no I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm no I'm Jake I'm, I'm I'm being dead serious like you know I'm a firearm owner and all but like you know even in my neighborhood like I'm not going to without an AR to like defend myself because those bullets are going to fly through a wall no yeah that would be go the, through another house be the, and fly, because exactly the, this, the density weapon. is high enough yeah 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 but once again but like that's one element which is dense you know yeah. that's a, that's the topic yeah each missed shot has an m- incredibly high likelihood of hitting the wrong person right all right so that that's that's one element but then it comes from the identification standpoint all right it's like you say hey there's a guy in this crowd with a gun or hey there's a guy uh, and, and and then you, now you pull out a gun and now it's like well now there's two guys in the crowd with a
0: gun right which but one's if, the if everyone one?
2: if everyone has one how is it any different than if nobody has one
0: I think the question well, is, like, how do you get out of that without, like, it's kind of like I'm my just, question, too. Or, or
2: hey, I'm the only guy in a crowd <laughs> with a bunch of people without a gun, and I'm a bad guy. Now what?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, these are, like, these are the basic, like, you know. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I, talking I, think is, I think the density is... I'm not trying is... to give you talking points. I'm just, like, <laughs> it's a legitimate question. Like, it's a legitimate question. I guess, I'm just wondering, how do you, if you're ever in a situation where you've had to use your gun in self-defense, and you call the cops what how do you get from the point when they're driving towards your house to when they're in your house and you're cool and they're not shooting you how do you get through that little in between there like this hey i'm a here's a silhouette of a human hey, being Don't hey, shoot me. <laughs> hey i'm the homeowner
2: i'm not a threat i'm the person but when do you, you say that when
0: do you say that as like,
2: soon as soon as as soon as they're you're able as soon as they're within earshot as soon as they identify them open up police as soon as they come in like at, at any at any point where by doing this your own life is not in jeopardy
0: oof man that'd be scary it's 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 not it's not like like don't shoot me like and and, (laughs) just hoping they hear you and like you know the other guy could shout that too (laughs) Right, but we're
2: we're human beings yeah like how how else do you there isn't a perfect solution there isn't a clean solution to any of the clean solution
1: the the clean solution is breach and clear all right, all right. So when you're I trapped in your house. You you, you you basically have to formulate a plan. You either have to use a wall charge on your wall charge on your own floor on the second story, so you can drop down to the first story, surprise them from behind, or, or you use the classic. You 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 blow. You throw. You go. All right. So you're in your bedroom, you're trapped. All right. You blow, or you can kick it down. You could use a, wall, a door charge, but you can kick your door down, flashbang out into the hallway. Oh, yeah which is throw and then you go
0: throw <laughs> the and same go. like
1: the old throw and go
0: well i'm no, just you're saying just, you're, you're using the first step jake blow blow throw yeah. but
1: sometimes blow can be replaced with just a swift kick to the door
0: yeah blow being like blow it up with a charge uh, yeah. i got not it. blow it down like you know big big bad wolf with okay. three little pigs yeah, yeah. i'm just no, saying yeah
1: and in my case what that would mean is <clears> i um i unlock my door i slowly open it I throw an airsoft, uh, popper grenade out into the hole <laughs> and then I run out with my katana.
2: <laughs> you might want to use like a 20, 22, like, like hollow point. It's not going to go through a wall. You got to be close enough to hit somebody. You need, no, you want like two grenades. It's generally One non-lethal. For yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you get shot and you're going out, you can martyr yourself, <laughs> just like yeah, you Call
1: of you Duty. You can do, yeah, 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 yeah. You can martyr yourself if they get you. <laughs> uh,
2: well, we started off on algorithms and we solved the Second Amendment. So good job. Yeah, guys. we did. We did. Just remember,
1: remember, kids. It's you blow, you throw, you go. That's how you deal, <laughs> home invaders.
0: This applies to both sides, by the way. It applies to both you're in, sides. Whether you're invading or <laughs> or outvading, <Yeah. laughs> it's the same. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsor,
1: uh, Due Process, for this episode here. <laughs> <laughs> Due Process is almost
2: available on Steam.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: oh, and uh, actually, this episode is coming out on later in this week, and it's going to be. The baseball line is going to be live on the store so uh oh, um, yeah. yeah so actually i forgot sorry to new process new friend sorry, process. our
1: own store <laughs> yeah
2: um we got a whole line of baseball merch it's it's anime inspired and japanese inspired it's really really cool jay and i worked on it from jay from our merch people we worked on it from february to now and we perfected everything and you're going to see it. It's incredible. So go on over yeah. to corporate digital.store. And of course, if you're a site member, check in your account management feature and you'll get that 15% off promo code.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of merch, do you know if that boat ever did we ever find the boat that boat? has our hats on it? The boat? boat? With oh, with our mocap, that... with the mocap baseball hats?
2: Yeah, uh, no. So uh, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Clarify. There's a there's, boat? It's a ship. It's There's a, a ship. ship. There's a oh, cargo ship. Oh, right, right, right. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Cargo. yeah. sorry. I thought it was like somebody like painted our logo on a boat. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. sent over all no. of our
1: new era hats on a dinghy, <laughs> on a dinghy boat. No, but we can use a dinghy to get them using the blow throw go tactic. <laughs> <laughs> you Just have to scale the side of the cargo ship, find the container, execute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. Um, yeah, I actually I don't know. I got to follow up on that. Maybe uh, maybe they're gonna ship now. Well, in the meantime, really the baseball like the merch is pretty cool. I
0: have, yeah, I like the fact that I have this one of a kind hat. That's like my hat. Not for long. Not for long, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Long. Not for long. And this is also probably a great time to remind anybody listening that if you are a member of the site, you get fifteen percent off of all merch. And yeah, if you end up putting sweet. in, I think the average order on the site. I don't know. Basically, if you end up putting in like two orders over the course of the year membership basically pays for itself so just throwing it out there for those of you guys who want to save some money by spending money
2: <laughs> there you go it's like a credit card that you pay off every month
0: right yeah
1: actually that's kind of cool it's
2: <laughs> pretty <kinda> sweet
0: cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah hey that's Quart- pretty cool court digital dot store Whoa. That's right, really just, else. Yeah. Say it out that's not loud
2: well, uh I'd actually love to hear uh your guys' experience with the algorithm. Uh so if you can leave a comment, I actually any interesting stories about how your like YouTube or your Instagram homepage have changed over time. Yeah. Uh, that would be really interesting to see like especially if there's like photo examples uh, uh but I, that that'd be a fun thing to explore at some point as well.
0: I agree. I'd love to read people's stories in that because it's always so like interesting seeing other people's experiences and like their thoughts on how it works.
2: Right. And then imagine being that person and and going, okay, that that's what, that's what my feed used to look like. And then it looked like that. And it looked like that.
0: Just never forget. There's a point in time on YouTube where you can just copy everybody's tags and title. And as long <laughs> as you're a girl with cleavage done. You're probably girls. There's a brief moment in time and they made a bunch of money. Uh, yeah. oh, by a, a brief
2: weird. moment like a year and a half and, and, and we're talking enough
1: money to retire on
2: yeah were, there was a brief moment where yeah
0: anyway yeah. if you wow. ever wonder how much money google has yeah there's an example yeah.
2: all right guys well thanks for hopping on uh it was a lot of fun and uh let's do it again uh nico you're gonna be gone next week but uh go have, camping. Fun, have fun
0: camping thank you and i can't uh, wait to go. Out into the middle of the wilderness. The uh I've been going on a trip every year since I was 13 years old up into the boundary waters. And if you tally it up, so that was uh this is, this year will be like our 22nd year. I missed last year. If you tell tally that up, it's 22 weeks in the woods. That's almost a half a year of my life spent in remote wilderness. Like true remote awesome. wilderness. No cell phone reception, no electricity. <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, it's the most beautiful part of the country, in my opinion, not gonna lie. Like I've been to mountains, I've been, you know, to Colorado been up to Washington, but dude, boundary waters, it's the best. It's like it's a special spot. It's, it's, it's like, even the mountains get like dry, you know, Yeah. like, and, and like, yeah, Washington, the, all that temperate rainforest is cool. Cause it's all nice and moist, but it's also really cold almost all the time, you know, and in yeah. Minnesota there, that's like that perfect balance where it's like, you get all your nice moisture, a lot of lakes, a lot of clean water, great swimming, a lot of great green, um, but then, yeah, it's like it's not too cold either, you know. Yeah, it's not Florida either. I mean, Florida's fun, but
0: <laughs> you know, swamp.
1: It's, it's not. It's, yeah, you don't have to watch out for gators or snakes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but then you don't get to say that there's gators around. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of like, I'm like I oh, was a gator in the swamp. Like <laughs> it would be kind of cool to be able to say that legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but then you'd actually be
2: saying that legitimately. And then you'd be like, oh, Yeah, that's true. So used, you're to it. so
1: used to it. You know, it's like, oh, there's a gator in the swamp. It's like, ugh, again.
2: <laughs> Hope he doesn't have a shotgun. <laughs> Hope he doesn't have a bazooka. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Cool. All right. Well, everybody who listens to this podcast, thank you so much for checking it out. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to chatting with you guys in the next one. Yeah yeah all right all right jake sam good way to end the day i'll see you guys tomorrow see you later all right bye everybody
3: bye see you guys